Welcome to another episode of In My Own Words. I'm your host, Corey Timms, and with me in the studio today, I have my friend, my brother, my mentor, Executive Director of Public Allies Chicago, Mark Payne. Mark, thanks for joining. Thank you, Corey, for having me. I appreciate it. It's a great platform, and I'm more than happy to be on your show. Thank you for coming. So before we, before we get going, I got to ask, you've had a really impressive career in the government and nonprofit sectors, holding positions such as Deputy Chief of Staff to the Chicago Mayor's Office, Deputy Director of the Chicago Police Department, Executive Director of Ceasefire Illinois, and what you're currently doing, which is uh, Executive Director of Public Allies Chicago. So it's pretty safe to say that service is pretty embedded in your DNA. Why is public service so important to you personally, and did you always know you wanted to pursue a career in it? Um, I did always know I wanted to pursue a career in it. I, I always thought um, I always had a love for Chicago. I think that's how it started. Mm -hmm. My mother and father talking about Chicago and what it was and how it was. And I think that love um, of the city was implanted, me, implanted in me in an early age. Um, and so, you know, I always knew what I wanted to do. But more than the titles, because um, titles are good, I guess, you know, for um, they're good. <laughs> Um, but I started out organizing in neighborhoods um, um, in the you know mid to late '90s, yeah. um, and I think that was probably some of the the work that got me here today. Really understanding how neighborhoods work. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. So before we go into the real meat of the interview, okay. I like to do a lightning round of questions. Lightning round. Okay. Let's do it. So uh, you tell me the first the first answer that comes to your mind. DMX or Jay Z. Uh, early DMX, but Jay Z, I like yeah, Jay Z. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, music Soul Child or Maxwell? Maxwell, no, <laughs> Ma <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Maxwell, Maxwell. Yeah, it's a little bit more soulful. Okay. Best piece of advice anybody ever gave you? Be myself. Yeah. And then last question is, what's a mantra that you live by? Um, you take yourself wherever you go. I like that. Yeah, you, you take, take yourself, yourself wherever, wherever you go. go. My mother told me that one time. I told her I was moving out of town. She said, okay, baby, you take yourself wherever you go. <laughs> um, and so I live by that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for participating in the Have lightning some round. water. <laughs> um, so kicking off, I always like to start all of these conversations talking about upbringing. I think it's really important in shaping who we are and, and who we become ultimately. And so you you grew up and currently reside on the south side of Chicago. So what does the south side mean to you, and how has it shaped you into who you've become? You know, as I said before, I love Chicago. Mm -hmm. And um, I, when I, you know, growing up in my formative years, um, I lived in Boulev Grand Boulevard. You know, some people call it the low end, Bronzeville, um, and anywhere between 35th Street well, 27th Street, because we lived in South Commons, but 27th Street all the way to 47th Street um, early on. And my mother and father used to talk about what that community used to be. Um, and so when I grew up there, um, a number of people said that the community, and, and it, it was true, it actually was one of the poorest communities in the nation at the time, in the 80s. Um, and there was, you know, different crime or whatever, but I saw it as beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I saw all the assets that came with it. Um, and so being there, understanding the assets, understanding the institutions. I went to Holy Angels Grammar School 
Um, and that was an institution that taught me to believe in myself um, and to believe in community. Yeah. You know, it shaped me. It, it shaped my love for the city. But also my mother and father taught me that the city is also, the whole city is mine. Um, and not and, like and mine. that's, the, that's <laughs> such an important point. <clears throat> yeah. The whole city is. Yeah. The whole city is just not one neighborhood. And, and as that happened and, you know, my brothers and sisters, we lived in different places. We lived in Inglewood. Um, we lived in Auburn Gresham, mm-hmm. but we lived on the north side as well. Um, that, you know, I, I had a love and I have a love for the city of Chicago, the whole city. And you got to see multiple uh, multiple sides of the city, and, and and I'm sure that shaped your viewpoint for Chicago, generally speaking. Definitely, definitely. You got to see different cultures, um, different aspects. My father had a studio downtown, mm-hmm. so I was downtown a lot. Um, so there were a number of things that I got to see and also understand um, about the city um, yeah. and, 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 the, and the nuts and bolts of how the city works. Yep. Um, was important. My father and mother taught me a lot about that. Yeah. Cool. So, so you touched you touched on it a little bit um, a little bit earlier. You right. you you got your start in the '90s as an organizer, and then went on to be an outreach coordinator for the near near West Side Community Development Corporation, and then interestingly enough, transitioned into doing senior like a senior role of government affairs for the Chicago Transit Authority. How did you get your start? I mean, organizing and then kind of transitioning into community development and then government uh, affairs. And, and I guess a lot of that is, is very relational and community oriented. But um, how did you get your start? Um, and what what did you kind of learn from um, those experiences? Because they're all kind of interrelated, but also very different still. Yeah. I actually, <clears throat> before I worked in Near West, I owe my start to... Um, a few people. I worked at Elliott Donnelly Youth Center, mm-hmm. um, and um, Maurice Coverson, who used to run it, hired me to run a summer youth program. So on 39th in Michigan, and it was the neighborhood where I grew up in. And also, um, before uh, she was Madam Alderwoman, Pat Dow gave me another start mm-hmm. at Mid South Planning and Development Commission um, through Public Allies. So during those times, I really got to understand, as I said before. It was more of a love from what my mother and father taught me of neighborhoods, of neighborhood buildings, of what they meant, who the people were, how economic development worked, how transit-oriented development worked. Um, and so when I went to the near, near west side, and a lot of times, just to step back, that in this city, sometimes you're relegated to a certain side of town yeah. when you do community work. It's not, you know, you work everywhere. Um, and so for me, um, going to the west side was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine said, you know, there, there's this the position on the west side. And so I went and I got to learn the near west side. I got to learn North Lawndale. Um, and I worked in those areas running youth programs and also organizing. Yep. Yeah. That's actually one of the things I, I really appreciate about your career is that you, you know, you were at the near west side, so you're working on the west side. When you were with CTA, you were responsible for like the Brown Line um, extension, and so you have you got a chance to work on the North Side too. So you've really, throughout your career, been able to see Chicago from different lenses, different sides, and I think that's something that most people don't get because you're right, you are kind of relegated to you. You're on the South Side or you're on the West Side, so yeah, yeah. Oh, it's getting hot. 
Um, sorry. Um, I apologize. I, I hope my questions ain't. No, you, you know, it's getting me nervous talking about myself. It's, you know, that's one of the things um, you don't normally, I normally don't do. Um, but you're right. And I think, you know, working on the Brown Line, and you, you asked the question about going into city government. Yeah. CTA was my start into city government. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I owe everything to one, um, my mother and father, my brothers and sisters. Um, and I wanted to go, he said, you know, try this. One of my mentors said, try this job out and go to work for CTA. And when I got there, it was the Brown Line extension. They were going to extend the Brown Line, um, but also make it ADA accessible. Yeah. Americans with Disabilities Act. And I got an opportunity to learn every community. If you start at the station at Chicago Avenue, and at the time the alderman was Burton Terrace, but all the way to Kimball, mm-hmm. and the alderman there was Alderman Mel, Richard Mel. Um, and so I got to know all of the aldermen on that side of town, yeah. all the community organizations, businesses, um, how that end works. And it was, it was important. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to, to get that perspective as well because I'm not relegated to one side of town. I love this side of town and I love the west side, um, but I also understand that, you know, we should love the whole city and yeah. we should have access to the whole city. Yeah. So, um, so m- moving on just a little bit, you've spent um, a considerable amount of your career in the public safety space. And mm-hmm. we kind of ran through your bio a little bit at the beginning. Um, And I think we continue to see that public safety and crime is a major topic of concern for the residents of the city of Chicago by the current mayoral uh, election and runoff um, election. And so, um, you know, even though crime is so often talked about as a tagline, we know that the root causes of crime are really nuanced and can range from everything from mentorship to uh, economic development to access to jobs to some of the longstanding distrust that uh, communities have with the police department. And so based on your experiences, how should we as a city really be thinking about public safety and crime? I won't pretend um, in this short interview to, to give you, because it's a they're short, short-term answers mm-hmm. um, and long-term, but they're rooted in relationships. Yeah. Um, it, you know, you got to have some historical perspectives of why, these things are in Chicago, but I will say, um, and I won't just say it's about crime because that's one, like you said, is one aspect of it. There's police reform, police accountability. Um, there's justice reform, court reform. There are a number of things, and there are experts and, and community residents who are tackling these issues. I think that there's an economic development issue yeah, um, that absolutely. people have addressed, right? Um, there is an education issue that they all fit together. Um, and I think people are talking and I think that the more we talk together at the same time and make these issues, um, important to everybody, but not just when crime is happening. Yeah. I think we will get to that answer, but it's going to take a ton of investment, um, and a ton of time and a ton of building relationships. And I know it's hard for elected officials because you're in for a short amount of time and you have to produce results. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't envy that, but I think it takes a a little bit more time and it has to be a long-term commitment by whoever is in any public office. Um, With short-term 
goals and long-term goals um, with the, the, the goal at the end being that residents feel like they are safe, that they don't have to leave, yeah. that they thrive, yeah. um, and that they can raise their families um, in the city. So, Okay. Um, mo- moving forward a little bit, after a, I would say, a really lengthy career in, in you know, government, uh, you consulted for a little bit, and then for the last two years, you've been executive director of Public Allies Chicago, which, interestingly enough, Michelle Obama also ran before. Um, I guess I I got two questions. One, why right why Public Allies right now, and two, what are you most proud of as you transitioned into this leadership role in this organization that's been doing really really positive quality work for the city for decades now you know you is 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 funny when you look back when somebody um thank you for caring enough to ask me that question <laughs> um when people care enough to ask you about your life and your transition it's always important mm-hmm. um i think for um going into consulting until now and working with and partnering with groups um you know on issues of accountability um, transportation issues, economic development issues, youth development issues. I had a almost a seven year hiatus, yeah. Um, and I and it, and it was important for me to take that time. Um, and I didn't take the time. Some of it was COVID time. Some of it was um, death of my mother. Some yeah. of it was death of my friends, um, who you know who passed away. And but it was important for me to really reassess. You know who I am and what I'm doing. So you say, what am I most proud of Mm -hmm. um, in that space? One, why public allies and why now? Uh, Public allies, and you mentioned um, First Lady Michelle Obama, in about, I think, 1995 or six, I was a public ally. Um, So this was really full circle for you. Full circle, full circle. I was a public ally. I was 22 or 23 years old. I think the math is right. If you all do the math and it's not right, I'm sorry. Um, I was always a better reader. Um, but at, at that time, I knew I really wanted to. I had done a public service program called City Year, but I really wanted to go into the nuts and bolts and go and serve time at a neighborhood organization. Mm-hmm. Public Allies offered that for me. And during that time, um, I learned so much and met so many people. And there were leadership opportunities that I didn't have. Yeah. You know, one of the tasks during that time was to run a blues uh, festival on 43rd Street. Mm. Uh, so I got to be in the historic checkerboard lounge um, and do a blues festival, two of them on 43rd Street, uh, with some great people and with people, you know, who are not around anymore. Um, and I think public allies really pushed me, pushed my leadership abilities. Yeah. So. Why public allies now? For that reason. I think that the city and the world is in need of um, in-depth and leadership. Mm-hmm. And public allies trains leaders. Leaders that you wouldn't normally say are leaders. Um, we have very diverse people in our program. Um, they run the gamut. Um, every sector. And right now we're in our 30th year. So 30th celebration um, from when Michelle Obama started it. So I'm excited about that and I knew that was coming up but it's also I really like developing people and young people come through our program and it's important that we pass the torch 
um, and pass what we know because our communities need it. And there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of hope, and we have to make sure that people see that. So, I love the fact that it's it's such a full circle moment for you having the experience as a public ally and now having the experience after such an impressive career to then come back, utilize that experience, those relationships that you've garnered over time to now inform how the organization moves uh, forward into its next iteration under your leadership. Yeah, I mean, you know, one, my career is not over, right. but no, I'm messing with you. <laughs> um, you know, I've never approached it, and that's good that you say it. I love the words. I, I've never approached it as a career. I have approached it as service. Yeah. And and it's not a, you know, some people would say, oh, well, that's kind of corny, but I have. Yeah. And in and, and every neighborhood and every organization that I work, there's been a passion for what I do. And I haven't always done um well or always haven't been a, in, in perfect alignment mm -hmm. with the mission and goals. Um, but I've always approached serving Chicago, um, you know, with passion um, and with trying to learning, learn as much as I can. Public Allies over the last 30 years has produced over a thousand alumni. They yeah. are serving in every aspect of the city in leadership levels. Um, and they all understand asset-based community development. They yeah. all understand that these neighborhoods have assets that we shouldn't look at neighborhoods as a deficit. And so they approach transit, you know, um, it, it, as an asset-based way. They approach public safety in that way. We have Grammy award-winning artists. Uh, we have artists who are working in museums. We have people all over the city um, and, and universities. So I'm excited about where Public Allies is going and I'm excited about our alumni. Um, and it, it is a real moment for me. Um, so, I love that. That's actually a perfect segue into my next question, which is, um, and it seems like this is, is one of those moments, but um, being reflective, I do a lot of thinking about defining moments in our lives. Um, and, you know, those moments ultimately uh, shape us into how we, how we continue to grow and maneuver. Um, and so when you think back over the course of your life and career, um, I'm sure that's one of them. But um, do you have defining moments where you think to yourself, I wouldn't be where I am had I not gone through this? And if so, what what are one or two of those moments? I, I'm like, like I said, I'm assuming public being a public ally and now running a public uh, public ally was a defining moment. But are there other defining moments that are kind of clear, clear on your mind? You know, I think I had a chunk of defining moments <laughs> early on. You know, my family is very interesting. You know, my father um, came from New York, or came from Barbados to New York um, to Chicago. He came to Chicago in 1947, and my mother is, is much younger than my father. Um, my father was an Afro-Cuban dancer and a tap dancer. Um, but as my father and a, and a giant in Chicago and a giant and 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 as 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 his career started to wane, he also lectured at the Saba Museum. Um, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, yeah. um, and that's the story of a lot of people. But also, I had the my father passed away at nine at ninety five years old. He was born in nineteen oh five, and so being a I think he was in his seventies when I was like in grammar school. So <laughs> so so having a a a father and a mother who were rooted in history, rooted in the generation, and really helped me under. I didn't play catch much with them or sports with them, <laughs> but there was always 
an actual person in the house who could tell me about the Second World War, yeah, um, who could tell me about the Depression, who could tell me about a number of things. So that was a defining moment for me. Um, and it was moments. And also the neighborhoods that I lived in. Um, I met, you know, some really good friends. I lost some really good friends. Um, and being in Inglewood, uh, being in, in, in over living on 39th Street, those were defining moments for me. They made me who I am, um, and I wouldn't take them away. That was one. Starting a family, mm-hmm. you know, is a defining moment. Um, public allies is a defining moment. Um, those are moments that, you know, they keep <laughs> defining me. Yeah, They don't stop. So it wasn't like one moment. I often think about those things on and on, um, sometimes too much. But, yeah. I'm always curious to know about, about folks' defining moments yeah. in, their, in their lives because it – it's also really um, uh, crucial when you think about pivots that you have in your life. Um, some of those moments, you know, cause you to pivot. Some of those moments cause you to stay the course. Yep. Um, so no, I'm, I'm, I appreciate you sharing. Yeah, and I, you know, just like I said, I appreciate you asking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it, it definitely has been a journey. Um, my, you know, I think meeting some of the people that I've met in community and economic development, neighbors, leaders, Mm -hmm. um, and they become my mentors, um, and also mentoring young people. Those things have really defined me. I am not, this is not a a, a perfect thing, you know, there's different sides, but I've always, (laughs) so it sounds kind of corny too, it's like you always try to help people. That's that's what I do. Um, I always try to give back in a way that's very plain yeah. and practical. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a way where it comes from, where we started this from a title. You know, it's, it's very practical. How did I survive in some of these instances? Um, and that's what I do, and that's what I want to continue to do. And that's what the defining moments gave me, you know, to give back. Like, how did I make it through those yeah. times? Um, kind of in that vein, thinking about mentorship or just being a role model more broadly. Um, now you're a public allies and you're, you're working to shape uh, leaders that are going to be impactful in communities, not only in Chicago, but across the country, across the world. Um, as folks look at you and see the, the career that you've blazed for yourself um, in government affairs, in community development, in public safety, uh, what advice would you give to folks that are interested in pursuing a career in public service? Mm. One, be very um, thoughtful mm-hmm. about what you want to do um, because it is not this um, pie in the sky, you know, uh, thing. It, 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 it is not always luxurious. You know, when you are trying to challenge systems and change systems of folks who are underrepresented and not mm-hmm. there, there will be conflict. Um, and so you have to understand what it comes with. It doesn't always come with a coffee. It doesn't always come with a party or a gala yeah. or an event. And so I would say, one, be very thoughtful of what that is and what you want to do. Always understand why you want to do it mm-hmm. and keep that in front of you. The other thing is, if you are working in public safety, understand everything about that neighborhood. Understand transit. Understand affordable housing. Understand because it all comes together you know, in the same place. You mm-hmm. know, if you live on 39th, 
you got and you don't have a car if you do have a car you got to catch the green line how important is public transit to your neighborhood how important is economic development they're not separated in a yeah. sense so i would say know your whole body and know communities in a way meet residents every day understand read um, um, but also give grace um, and, and keep pushing and collaborate as much as you can yeah collaborate as much as you can that's the advice Final question. Who is Mark Payne in your own words? Mark Payne is, um, that's a tough one, Corey. <laughs> Let's see. I, You know, I have never been good at defining what that is. Um, I try to be as quote unquote real as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't you know what real that, is. That you are. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. I try. I, I'm try. I try to be as real as possible, um, but I care. I think I'm a caring individual. I think I care about what happens to people, mm-hmm. and and how they live and how they access their own power, um, in 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 this system and how they move. So it's you know I'm a caring individual. Um, I'm a, I'm I'm strong, you know. Um, sometimes a little bit too headstrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also understand that the mistakes that I make, um, and I try to ask for forgiveness in those places. Um, you know, I'm a good, I try to be a good friend, but I'm just a regular person um, in a sense. And I think that's important. You know, I, d- I don't know how to answer that question in one <laughs> sentence. You see, I didn't know how to do that. And I apologize for messing up that segment but no, no. <laughs> um I don't, I don't know brother i don't th- those are the things that you know who i am in that sense well i'll tell you who who mark Payne is, to, is to me uh you know I, I'd, I'd be remiss if i didn't give you your flowers um appreciate you brother when i uh when i started as a city of chicago mayoral fellow which was 10 11 years ago now yeah um yeah. Cra- crazy to think that much time has, has passed um you were you were on senior staff then. You were a deputy chief of staff for public safety, and you immediately took me under your wing uh, and started taking me with you to community meetings, to um, some of your leadership meetings, and were so intentional about making sure that I got the exposure um, that oftentimes, especially young young black men, don't get in those spaces. And so um, you helped kind of track my path going forward and as I've navigated now government affairs and as I've navigated community development um, and all of these different arenas you know I still have relationships with folks that I made from going with you to as a fellow in the mayor's office and so I want to say that publicly I really appreciate that because uh, those that type of um, intentionality around making sure that the next generation is looked out for is something that I personally really appreciate. And I know a lot of my peers that are in my age group, we hunger for that. Um, and so you from day one have always been really intentional about that. You, you constantly are somebody that I ask for advice. So I just want to say, I really appreciate you, brother. You know, Corey, that's, that's nice to hear. Um, <laughs> no, it is. It's, 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 it's beautiful here. I think, you know, it's, it, it's my family. I think that, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's just nice to hear. I've always, like I said, go back to titles. I never necessarily cared about titles. Mm-hmm. It's important that when you see someone um, that you can assist, 
um, and you know it's in your power to help them in a way and that they will receive it, it's your responsibility to do it. Um, and some people get in public service um, because they want to be next to power. Yeah. And some people get in public service because they want to serve. Um, and I think I did the service part. And I'm not being down on anybody who wants to get next to power because you could be you could want to get next to power to serve and yeah. do good things. Um, but I really did it to serve. And if you were, you know, when you were in the mayor's office and you were, you had some great ideas about education, <laughs> some different things, and we went to lunch and we used to talk and laugh, um, I think it's important that people see um, real people, you know, in those places. Um, and it is beyond their title and it's just Mark, you know. Um, so I appreciate that, brother. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining today. Um, and thank you for continuing to be a light for the city of Chicago. Oh, man, that's that's cool. You know, I appreciate it again. And the sweat and stuff, when you when I see it <laughs> on TV, excuse me, I was a little nervous just for about a couple seconds there. Um, but thank you for having me, Corey. Thank you. Thank you.